There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome. It's another wonderful, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to announce, it's going to be wonderful, this episode of Is It Just Me with my co-host James Williams. Hi there. Hello, hello. How are you? Well, yes, I believe if you build it, it will come. If you say it's going to be wonderful, it will be wonderful. Well, yeah, I mean, well, job done. Yeah. Ruining it already. I, I'm Joe Elvin. I'm the other one. Oh, yes, on, that's right. On this podcast. We are sitting in very glamorous surroundings today in an undisclosed location with personality, entrepreneur, and mum, and basically superstar, Tamara Eccleston. Hey! Hi. And owner of Awesome Aircon, which on a day like <laughs> yeah. today, yeah. we really, really are feeling the benefits of. You're welcome. <laughs> we are very much enjoying this little foray into your life. This oh. house is incredible. Thank you so much. Thank well, you what for we'll coming, guys. Don't leave me alone, though, because I would get lost. <laughs> I'll come and find you. <laughs> <laughs> This is where you filmed your TV show, right? Yes. So you're kind of used to having people in and around. This house is like a train station. It's so busy. <laughs> it's constantly... I like... That's how I like it. I don't like to sort of have a quiet house. And it is a great house for entertaining, and it's obviously... Well, also, aren't you essentially like Mrs. Claus? I am. <laughs> at, at Christmas, like, it's incredible. I embrace any holiday, <laughs> any excuse to decorate, get balloons, presents. I, I just love... I'm a very Easter, Valentine's Day end of term, summer, like any reason there is to have a party or to decorate this house, I'm into it. And you've just had an amazing party. Yes, it was my birthday, but this time it was other people organising, which is, which is, is rare. Is that annoying for you? No, no, I didn't sit there and think I could do this better at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's nice all the floral <laughs> arrangements that Jay, my husband's put everywhere, but... I can see what he's tried to do. <laughs> no, he was so I sweet. Would have done. He yeah. like did this like surprise dinner party for me on Thursday, and he kept saying, "I know this isn't probably as good as what you could do," and Aww. I was like, "No, it is. It's so good. It's so sweet because I am such a controlling person, <laughs> and I do like to organize other things. So when people." take the time and do something for me, I like really, really appreciate it. Are you good at being surprised then in that sense? Because often people who like to control things, I'm, I'm not very good at being surprised. I wasn't that good at being surprised. <laughs> I did try and get involved in the middle with the plans a little bit, but it was sweet because Jay is awful at planning. He leaves everything to the last minute and if it's him planning for anyone apart from me, 
I do the planning. <laughs> so I was very privileged that he actually managed to be organised for like the first time in his life and put something together. Yeah. Has he been lying down somewhere with a cold cloth on his head ever since? Ever since, yeah. 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 Too much. <laughs> yeah. He's Thank God birthdays come once a year. Exactly. Then, yeah. <laughs> no, it was our anniversary right before my birthday, so it was like a double whammy for him. Oh, wow. Guy. <laughs> oh, what yeah. did you do for that? He um, took me out for dinner to like one of our favourite restaurants and he organised like the house to be decorated really, really nicely. And he tied... So he blew up all these balloons with help because there were loads. And then he attached notes to 50 of the balloons like with 50 reasons why he loves me or 50 amazing memories because it was our five-year anniversary. It was so cute. I really hope my husband's listening. <laughs> yes, sorry, I mean, that's man. Set, yeah. That's yeah. a benchmark set high, right? I mean, are you, are you hard to buy for? I, I mean... I, People always say I'm difficult to buy presents for, but I think I'm quite easy because, you know, I know what I like. And I think I'm really easy. Like anything cheesy and personalised <laughs> with a picture of my daughter on it, I'm good with that. I have to say, tomorrow, I do love, because I think we've talked about it before on the podcast, that the art of taking and framing photographs is a dying art. Yes. And I'm glad to see you are literally keeping that industry alive. Single-handedly. Yes. No, I love photos. I love photo frames. And I love like the gift of like personalising something. So if I get a photo frame for someone... I like to engrave it with like a name, a date, a place or whatever. So I do think it's, for me, it's all about the thought behind a gift more than the actual gift itself. You can't go wrong with a photo, I don't think, because people just don't do it. Like, they lie dormant on their phones, don't they? No one ever actually does anything with them. I was actually saying like, what are we going to do with all these photos? Because when I moved out of home, my parents like handed me like mountains and like cardboard boxes full of photos of me as a kid. But I feel like now that we have phones, we don't print that many things and no. we don't have that. So it's kind of strange. Any photo albums? Where do you see any photo well, albums? Me in my house. Do I have so many. <laughs> yes, you let me show like, you around. I've, I use this app that you can just download lots of your photos on and then they send you a book of them. Yes, I, yeah. oh, I did that for my daughter's artwork. Yeah. So you send away see, the artwork. Can, there's nothing yeah. I can tell tomorrow. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but talking of Fifi, she's yes. inspired, obviously, your latest sort of entrepreneurial like, you know, project, which sounds yes. great. Tell us a bit about Fifi and Friends, right? Yeah, Fifi and Friends was inspired by my Fifi. So when she was a baby, I tried loads of different products, loads of different lines on her, and I didn't think that there was any sort of line of kids products that had everything in it that I really really liked and that I would want to use on her so I was thinking that it would be really great to have a line that you can use from babies to toddlers because obviously people other than me have more than one child so why would you want to buy different products for a baby and different products for a toddler so this is from newborn up and you could just it's just like really really it smells great it has no nasties in it most of the products are vegan the ones that are not vegan are vegetarian, they're wheat-free, and they're just like really great for sensitive, delicate skin. And well, obviously it's something you've been working on for a while. Yes. But it does seem really timely, because obviously veganism is just big thing. booming, isn't it? It really <laughs> yes. is. So it almost feels like, wow, so serendipitous timing, because I think there will be a demand purely for, on that side of things. I definitely agree with that, and obviously Fifi is... Like, my whole world, she is everything to me, and I would only ever use things that are really, really gentle and basically the best on her. Yeah. So, I mean, I think people can rest assured that if I can use it on Fifi, who I'm, like, basically very, very OCD over, that it's just going to be a really... It's a great product. And how did you actually even start creating these things? Like I said, it's one thing, is it creating things for you, just for your own daughter? Yes. But I think then there are all these things you've got to jump through in terms of bringing it to mass market. So I think people don't realise it's not just... 
something it's not like just what I could use on Fifi no definitely so basically what I think is great about Fifi and friends is that there's a shampoo and conditioner for straight hair because Fifi like me has been blessed or cursed I don't know which way you look at it with like really really straight hair and then her cousin has like the curliest hair in the world so we did straight hair and curly hair uh, shampoo and conditioner so we wanted it to be like different in that way Mm. and then we have this really great cream called a rescue cream which I actually use if I ever get like dry skin or a rash and I've got such great feedback saying that it's like cleared up eczema for their children Mm. um so yeah it's, it's just been like really thinking about I think just encompassing everything within one line so you don't have to go anywhere it's else. It's not to look just for Fifi, it's Fifi and, and friends. Yes. Fifi thinks it's, she's so excited when she has a bath with <laughs> Fifi stuff. She's like, it's me, it's me, it's <laughs> Fifi and friends. It's so sweet. How are you finding that as she gets older? And you, that's sort of like the throwaway comment about being a bit OCD about her. And I know I'm a mother of one child as well. And it is that thing. Sometimes I wish I'd had more so that I could spread my stress a bit more and leave her alone. Do you know what I mean? How do you cope with sort of like her becoming more independent? I think it's really healthy for both of us, actually. And the older she gets and the more sort of independent she gets, I think I am sort of taking a bit more of a backseat. Like nursery was really stressful for me when she hated it. And now that she loves it, like I've just dropped her this morning and she was so happy. She saw her friend. She has like a real like group of friends. She's a real girl's girl, so she doesn't have any boyfriends but like her little like posse of girlfriends and she's like okay bye and she's like showing me out the door so it's like such a like rewarding feeling to see her actually grow up but you know my mum was really OCD with me and my sister so I'm (laughs) sure if I had another one I would be (laughs) equally (laughs) the same with both of them and so what do you do when she's sort of hanging out and doing her own thing now Um, so I take meetings I sit down with you guys. <laughs> it depends on the day. Um, I go to Barry's boot camp. Oh, the torture. And, God, yeah. and then but do you actually miss her still when she's at nursery? You know what? I do miss her. And then I always put like a little note in her packed lunchbox to oh. be like, have a great day. Can't wait to see you at the end of the day and oh. stuff. I, I definitely do miss her. But I think it is really healthy for her to ha- like have her alone time away from me. Well, I always say I think the... I think the sign of a great parent is a really independent kid. Yes. And I think, you know, it, it, it's it's a great... But it's also very hard for the parent because, you know, I say this as somebody who's moved quite far away from my mum and dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I always think... But the amazing thing was they never guilt-tripped me. No. They let me live my life, whereas I've seen... Oh, my parents always guilt-tripped me. <laughs> <laughs> always. Moving from Australia. But, you know, yeah. like, some of my friends do have had that guilt-trip. And yes. I think, you know, they haven't then really fully lived their lives because they felt that bungee that they can't really I think you have to be like really really selfless and sometimes that means like doing the really hard thing Mm. and being like okay great like move to London from Australia like if it's right for you a lot of people say to me oh you know you breastfed Fifi for so long you still do you guys co-sleep you do everything together she must be really clingy and actually I think it's like the complete opposite Mm. because I've been so available to her and so there for her she knows that I'm going to be here. So she's really like free to go and just do her thing. She loves going to see her friends or go to school now and stuff but, like that. But the breastfeeding thing, it's so, you can't do right or wrong, can no, you? No, it's really... It's, well, that's what I've always found. Isn't it amazing how um, violent people's opinions are on anything that mums decide yeah. to do or not do? It's really, really weird. Anything to do with children or parenting is so, so divisive that people just get so... Look, it's fine to have an opinion. I know mm. everyone has an opinion, but it's the way people voice them. And I just think it's so cruel as a woman to do that to another woman on her choice of how to raise her child, which ultimately no one would do something that they thought was bad mm. for their kid. Um, and I've been really 
I don't know, I feel like that's one thing that I'm not that opinionated on. I'm quite a sort of opinionated person, but when it comes to mums and parenting and what women want to do, I really like think that you just don't go there, you don't get involved. Well, there's no rule book, and there's no, I think, one rule fits all. You know, I think that's the thing. But Every I, kid's individual, and one style of parenting won't work for everyone, you know? But I also, I think that you say, you know, live and let live be, I think you've stood your ground on what it is that you want to do and what you've argued for. And I've sort of like sitting watching that from the sidelines, particularly with your social media following and the profile you have, that takes guts. It's really tough to sort of have that onslaught. You know, I might get, when, when my daughter was a baby, I might get an eye roll and a little comment on the street. It's completely different to social media. media. It's, and I don't know how you... I, with that. I think it's something that I really believe in so passionately. So yeah, I totally live and let live, but it's something that's, I think, so such a big part of my life that I'm not going to hide it away. And I'm really proud of this journey. And then I get the, these messages from mum saying, like, you've really inspired me, you've encouraged me. Someone messaged me saying, oh, my mother-in-law told me that I should stop breastfeeding, but because you did extended like breastfeeding, it's kind of inspired me to carry on. So for all the like nasty trolling to get like those messages, I think it's so worth it. And I think that I don't mind being abused for something that I think is the right thing. And you know, sometimes in life you've got to just stand up for what you believe in because not enough people do that. So what do you have a, an, an age in your mind that is a cutoff or do you know what I mean? I think the end is like pretty close because now no. it's something that's just like at night times and it's not even every night I think it's like when she's really tired it's a comforting thing for her or when she's maybe a bit under the weather so now it's kind of maybe I would say like three or four times a week in the evenings for her to fall asleep so I definitely think that probably after summer I think she'll be done so... So it's, nat- yeah. it's very natural. It's very in a way. natural. Yeah, it's coming and to a natural conclusion. I don't feel like it's been forced or it's abrupt, and I feel completely ready. Mm. And I think that it's because it's her decision that. Yeah. Did you feel this way that before having Fifi, or did, you, did you, or is it something that's just? Oh my gosh! Before I had Fifi, I like stocked up my cupboards with formula, <laughs> <laughs> and I literally had to find people to take it off my hands after I had her. Um, yeah, no, I, I, Jay and my sister and well, it's my good mom. To be prepared. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And all, I am all very prepared. <laughs> so I said, oh, you know, I'm going to mix feed, and I'm going to maybe breastfeed her for a month maximum because I kept hearing about the benefits. And my sister was breastfeeding her daughter at the time, and she was like, look, you should really try. And um, everyone in my family thought that I would actually really take to it and I would do it. But I was like, no, having a child is not going to change my life. I like got a maternity nurse, stocked up the cupboards with formula. And then she came and the maternity nurse like tried to take her away from me. And I was like, put my child down, get away from me. And, um, you know, I had Fifi at the Portland and they said, oh, should we take her upstairs to the nursery so you could have a good night's sleep? And I was like, no, she like literally slept on my chest and like I just didn't want anyone to take her away from me. So from the minute that she was born, everything that I thought that I would do and every way I thought I would be completely changed. The power of maternal instinct. Well, that's a, it's crazy. When I, yeah. when I stopped breastfeeding after about seven months, because I had to go back to work, yeah. and, um, I was so... I, I was really shocked by how sad yeah. I was. You know, it was like... And you, you get over it, but it's like it's very... It is very difficult to describe the bond that forms doing that. So, Having done it so long, how is that going to be? I can't imagine. Well, like, the body is such a clever thing, and I feel that because she's cutting down and doing it less and less, like, the hormones are kind of changing, and my body's getting used to, like, producing less, and I feel that because it's not an abrupt thing, i.e. I didn't stop it at, like, two or three months, um, 
that I just think it'll be much easier. And also because I've had time to think about it, something that's got, that she has done less and less. I think I've like wrapped my head around it. But it is definitely going to be, it's sad because it's the end of something that's been such a big part of both of our lives. You'll have to have another one tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I bet you're sick of being asked that question, are you? I mean... I didn't ask anything. I know. I bet you're being... But we we have said this before, isn't it? It, it's almost like people feel they have the right to know. It's funny because... I've just basically asked you myself. You know, when you get married, everyone's like... When are you going to have your first child? That didn't happen to me because I was like pregnant a month after I got married. But anyway, like the people that I know that are in relationships, they're like, oh, when are you going to have a baby? Or come on, it's about time you have a baby. And then they're like, oh, when are you going to have your second one? So people definitely do feel like, I don't know. I don't mind people asking. It's just... But it's like like you're on this um, allotted factory line of events that you're supposed to tick off. I know. I'm only 34. I've got time. (laughs) And meanwhile, you've got Fifi and friends to keep you very busy. I've got Fifi and Fifi and friends. You've got a business baby to now work. Exactly. So just to let everyone know, that's available online or is it in stores? It's, It's available online at Fifi and friends and on Amazon and in Harrods and in Harvey Nichols and in Trotters. But we do actually have quite a lot of new mums listening to the podcast. They always say that we, we comfort them when they're doing night feeds. Yeah. So uh, yeah. if you're listening and you want to check it out, check out Fifi and Friends. Only four years to go, ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hang on in there. God. It gets easier. <laughs> right, let's just, I might be getting divorced after this one. So let's just, yeah. But, uh, well, it's, is it just me? And it might be just me who has, you know, a lax policy on nudism in the house. Is, is it just me who has a nudist household? I mean, James lives by himself and I, I kind of get the impression that even on your own, you wouldn't like to catch sight of yourself nude. Yeah, basically, you know that episode of Friends where Rachel takes off her dressing gown and she feels really naughty just so like, dancing around the living room by herself? That's basically me. Though I live alone, I feel really bad. If I even like, run from the bathroom to my bedroom with nothing on, it's like... Do you Ooh. have pets? No. Oh, so it's not even like... No. I think I'm, shot I'm, the cat. I'm just a very tightly wound up tight person tomorrow. Same, oh my God, same. Our, our dog insists on coming and watching you in the shower. <laughs> so does Teddy, to be you, fair. You've got to be, you, you, you know, you've got to have no shame if you've got pets. I think once you have a baby, like, all shame goes out the window, to be honest. Like, that is true. Like, well, you can't go to the loo on your own, can you? Basically. I haven't been to the loo on my own in quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And even if you shut the door, they're sort of, like, under the door, going, Mom, Mom. Speaking yeah. of breastfeeding, I used to, like, literally have her on my boob while I was peeing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. multifunctioning. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, well, so, yeah, okay, but what I want to know is, so is this everyone in your household or just you? I don't mean we all sort of, like, <laughs> sit around... Like a bunch of hippies. Wa- <laughs> ...watching friends and, you know, sort of, like, dust-busting the couch every few days. And, you know, that, nothing like that. But I just, I don't understand... Where this comes from is my parents, especially my mum, growing up in Sydney, it's a really hot day today. This is the kind of day where my mother would announce, oh, it's too hot. I mean, talking like 45 degrees. It's too hot. Everyone just wear their um, pants today. And we would, we would, my mum would walk How around. How old were you at this point? Were you an awkward teenager at this point? Did you ever go no, no, well, when I was an awkward teenager, I just refused yeah, to exactly. anticipate. But as a youngster, it was just completely normal. Yeah, I'm sure I, I was yeah. probably a lot more relaxed. I don't know when my sort of weird sort of, yeah, I don't want to be naked anymore. But I, is, it, is that just adolescence? But then my grandmother was really, like my grandmother would abs- would rather die than anybody catch a glimpse of her. I remember I spent years, she would lock the bathroom door and I spent years just trying to catch her <laughs> naked just because she was so weird about being seen. The lesser sighted naked grandmother. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> why did I want to see that? It was just sort of like the forbidden the, yeah. territory. So in my own home, I mean, it's 
you know, I will walk from the bathroom to the bedroom to get dressed. I will, you know, my daughter used to be a lot more relaxed about it, but now she's older and she's changing and all that mm. sort of thing. But my mother-in-law's been staying with us, and so I really have to... I've been going and going to the shower and then thinking, I haven't brought... I'm, and so, like, you know, waiting and going toweled and all this sort of thing because I've got a guest in the house. I admire those people in gyms that literally oh, God, will no. just parade around totally naked. I'm like, well, I just couldn't I'm not never like do that, that in the gym. No. 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 Where are you on this tomorrow? Where, 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 are you from a family that's very free I mean, and naked? Come or? on, you could go for like five days and not <laughs> run into anybody in this house. You could yeah. do what you like. I mean, I'm just, you must be tempted to run up and down. No, definitely not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fifi is like a kid and she is a, such a naked person she's like a very like she's just like is this hippie that wants to be in the garden Aww. barefoot like just in her pants she's like happy as naked and I think that's great so I really would never try and stop that yeah. and I think it's great for kids to like just be like so not self-conscious and 100%. just to, it's I a would, real shame I think when that self-conscious gene kicks so, in yes yeah. she's like so innocent and it's just so free and I actually love that about her that she's just not yeah she's just very sort of hippie like, in that way and that, I like it I think that's part of it I don't want to grow my daughter growing up no. in a house where everyone's like oh, don't look at me yeah. it's no. like this is bodies this is what they're like yes. big wow you know yeah. Yeah. no totally you know I, like I have a bath with Fifi and she'll be like oh mummy your tummy's bigger than mine and I'm like yes <laughs> yes Fifi it is <laughs> so thanks for noticing yes. yeah, thank yeah. You. Um, so in that sense that I'm like not at all like in front of her I would never be like oh I have to cover up because I don't want her to be ashamed of her body mm. and also I don't talk about things like weight or no. I don't have scales and I'm not like talking about diets or no. carbs or this or anything and in front you, of her you'll find um, and I actually I remember when you did the interview in my magazine you, you said there are kids at her school who are no. weird about carbs and and they say is it healthy and I'm not oh my god no, they're four and, and five but, but and they're not allowed dairy and they're not allowed but oh. as they get older then you your sort of like soul influence just slips away and it's like what somebody at school says about this and that. So the more you can keep them unselfconscious yeah. at home, I think it's really important. It's such a big deal to me. I yeah. honestly would be, I would hate for her to sort of grow up and be worried about like appearance. That is like, there are so many more things that are so much more important to me for her as a little girl and growing up to be a lady than like, I just want her to be strong and confident and kind and just yeah. being... Thin or like perfect is just such sort of irrelevant thing to me in the it's way so I'm bringing weird, her up. It's, it? it's not important. It's not even on my radar. Yeah. I don't know. So in answer to your question, I cannot sleep naked. Like that <laughs> freaks me out. Like I've I never can't. been a naked sleeper. Some people love it. I Lots of people love yeah. it. I mean, I think it'd be very weird if I was because I sleep with Fifi. So yeah, um, yeah I need to like, I, I need a baggy t-shirt. I need clothes to sleep in. But in front of her, like I do think it's really, really important to be able to, to not have to be so like, one part of my life where I don't have to be so like OCD and neurotic and like throwing clothes on but I wouldn't walk around the house naked no. It's, no. it's 90s I don't get <laughs> no how, how does anybody sleep no. in a 90s no no well I've never tried it myself but. Or like, well there's a good reason because it's so <laughs> impractical and like cute underwear things that match that's just beyond as well <laughs> Yeah, I don't. No one got time for that. None of my pajamas are cute or sexy. Sorry, Jay. It's just all about comfort. So it is just me, isn't it? Well, no. You, you've actually made me think. I think it's a nicer way to live, being a bit more at ease with your naked form. Because I do for all the reasons you've just said. But I think when you have a child, it really makes you think about things yeah. like that a lot more. But before, it wasn't even something that. I really gave any thought to but now I think that things like that and I've had to really get over myself at things like the beach because yeah. I, I don't want my daughter I hate being out in a bikini I hate myself in a bikini but I don't want my daughter to get that vibe so no. I've had to just 
grow a pair and but also there's, literally st- there's still yeah. nothing funny than a middle-aged British man on a beach trying to get his swimming shorts underneath a towel off and <laughs> putting his pants back on I mean that's just always funny but so now I understand all the dad bods they're doing it for the kids they want the kids to just see them being unselfconscious and you know and that's me but now. I mean the that the whole trying to get it through like, via a towel just actually you'd be better off only quicker just actually just whipping them off do you know what I mean? That sort please, of terrible dads technique. Dads of the nation, never do that. <laughs> never, please, never just please. whip it off. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, your country needs you to not do, do that. that. There's always yeah. that like, tangled up, falling out of the towel. You know that just whole, go to the like, changing room. Community. I don't know. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> just, just wear your trunks to the beach. Don't yes. worry about anything else. That's true. That's true. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So the next topic is, is it just me that hates long, drawn-out engagements? No. No. No, it isn't. No. <laughs> Good to know I'm not. Well, I mean, you've, you must have some sort of a record. I right? think I've got the record. Actually, Definitely. I think Britney's got the record. <laughs> but did, but like, yeah. I, feel like I don't know. Well, there was no engagement. They just yeah. went straight to the marriage yeah. in 48 hours, didn't they? And then there was like an annulment. So yes. it doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the actual record. You do. So what, what was it? Five months? Well, we got engaged after about two weeks of meeting. Wow. And then, so we met in January. We were engaged in February. And then we got married in June. And I got pregnant in July. <laughs> so I mean, was, we have to ask, was there anyone saying, Tamara, you're mad? What everyone. Are you <laughs> what are you talking about? Everyone. Everyone. Nobody thought that this was a good idea. There was not one person Wait, that was like, great. But were you in the back of your mind going... Yeah, it's a, it, yeah, it is fast, but no, yeah, no, <laughs> no, yeah. no. Everything about it felt so right, and I can't really. And was describe it different? It. Did it feel so, so different, different to anybody you've met before? So different, yeah. and also I had been engaged before. Yeah, and it was completely different. And with that engagement, I was having doubts. Right. With this engagement, there were no doubts. It was the most comfortable. Like he made me laugh so much. We connected. We just from day one we really really hit it off and that's I think the most important thing in a relationship like the sense of humour we always laugh together we manage to always sort of see the funny side and yeah I mean we've been married now for five years and if Sophia told me 
I'm gonna get engaged. Like, if my daughter got engaged after two weeks, I would absolutely like have some sort of mental breakdown. <laughs> I don't even know what I would say. So it's so like we, I don't like when my parents were not really into it. Now having my own child, I really, really Understand. feel their pain. But it must have been quite interesting because you must have watched your friends and family catch up. Because obviously now you're five years in, they yeah. probably all love you as a couple. They totally and support yeah. you. He is adorable. <laughs> he's so, I have met him. He's so lovely. He's so like yeah. nice. He's just so good. He's just such a good person. Yeah. And obviously I knew that and I just, you know, I was right. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be honest, my opinion on this is I, I don't understand people. Because I think, you know, if you want to get married, it, it, uh, just get married. I don't even understand the whole weird, it's a, it's a middleman that I don't, you need. The, the long, protracted engagement. engagement. Because I think, A, I think it can lead to doubt. Yeah. Uh, it can lead to arguments. It can lead to stress. Because you're actually, um, what you're doing is I think, it's creating this vacuum of pressure where you've got this date in mind and all you've got is basically you're building, 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 building towards something that basically isn't really what the marriage and, is about. And let's, let's just be really honest. Don't you just hate all your friends who have engaged forever and that's all they can talk about? <laughs> yes. I cannot bear being held ransom to, to every detail of the wedding Ding. plan. I hate it. I mean, I do Sorry, get everyone. that some people... A savings. They they want to save, there save, is, save. Yeah, and I do appreciate that. Not just everyone. Just don't tell me about. Don't yeah. tell me about every penny you've saved but and what it's I going. I just to. think there has to be a, a balance. You know, I mean, not everyone has to get married within a few months. But I no, think I mean that who, is definitely extreme. Yeah, by the way, but I still think with anyone that's engaged for longer than two years, I'm like, oh my god, that's on ridiculous. With, just get on with it. <laughs> no, that's you, insane. Was there a moment where something clicked and you was like, oh god, this is this is it? Was there a particular moment? How did you meet? Uh, we met through a friend. So, was it was it, a blind date. So was it like a setup? It was a setup. A mutual friend. Yes, and I did not want to go on it, and I had zero expectation. And in fact, I like made plans to have drinks with other people afterwards because I thought it was going to be a disaster. You've always got to have that. Yes, yeah. but I like I went in there with no expectations. I'd been single for about nine months, and I was so content being single. Like I was doing my own thing. I was so happy and. My friend refused to get out of my house until I agreed to go on this blind date. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go on the blind date. Um, so we went and it, I went with her and Jay brought one of his friends. And my mom joined us at one point. My mom was like in a restaurant nearby and she was like, hey, where are you? And I was like, this is where I am. So she came. See, we, it was already on fast track. Sexy. It was crazy. Meeting, meeting the mum on day one. No, we, we were like, already fast We went this. to a club with my mom and got her drunk. And then she like missed her flight to New York the next morning because she had such a hangover. It was like literally the craziest first date in the history of the world. And I think that just set the tone for our relationship, really. And then were you literally inseparable for... Inseparable. We went on holiday to Dubai, like... A, a week like that's where we got engaged a couple of weeks after we met and then we were basically inseparable and then so your wedding. friend who forced you onto that blind date she must be feeling pretty chuffed with herself mm. I would say so she was yeah. like that's like the best matchmaking ever does she have a good track record of matchmaking I don't think so <laughs> you're I don't the, even think you're that her she best work. <laughs> yeah that this, it would like result in marriage and child and everything else so yeah good work I had a very long relationship and a very fast track engagement Oh. Well, how long was the relationship? The relationship was about, we'd been going out about five years before okay. we had a fight, which ended in him saying, all right, would you want to get married then? <laughs> and then that was my proposal. And then we crunched it into about eight weeks of wedding planning. That's amazing. Yeah. I know, because I just didn't want the stress. I didn't yeah. want to, I didn't want to have, be thinking about that for any more time than I had to. So we fast tracked it and we had Absolutely, tons of fun, and we're still married. And, yeah. yeah. How long have you been married? 
We've been married 18 years. Oh my goodness, that's so long. I know. <laughs> Congratulations. Also, yeah. you know, there is such a thing as it's, it's the band-aid thing, isn't it? I mean, I, I know loads of couples that were perfectly happy together. And then? And then they get engaged slash married, and then they, they've broken up with themselves. And then, and then they've got people. nothing yeah. to talk about. They haven't got the project. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. In that, when that happens, do your kitchen... That probably saved us a couple of years as well, <laughs> sort of like having that to talk about. Because you were saddled to the kitchen project. That was more planning than my wedding and kitchen. <laughs> Listen, I think that like one in two people get divorced, right? Mm. And this is like really depressing, grim conversation. And there are loads of people I know that have got divorced after doing everything like by the book, being mm. together for a certain amount of time, then getting engaged and then doing the wedding after a certain amount of time. And like it's a 50-50 shot. So I mean, really, there's no right way to go about this. It's kind of how I look at it. Just basically trust your gut instincts, I think. I think you kind of know. With weddings, with child rearing, with everything, trust your gut. And also, you know, I have people who they're crippled by, but what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? You can't live your life like that. You, you don't know. There's no nobody knows if it's going to work or not. So get on with it. That's exactly. kind of the like amazing thing about life. You just I quite like the the not knowing. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't like waiting for anything. I'm far too impatient. I'm if so I was ever impatient. lucky to get engaged, I, yeah, it'd be over and done with in a couple of weeks. Feel <laughs> the deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get it done, people. Come on. Okay, so lastly today then, uh, Joe and Tamara, is it just me who gets very little pleasure out of being that I told you so person? Mm. Because I have to say, I, I'm not one of these people, but I, I'm definitely friends and I have people in my family that really... What's wrong with you? <laughs> to be like mm, I told you so and I'm a bit like well, I think when, that, when I've never made a mistake it's very very <laughs> well, see, exactly I think, I think my problem is I, I'm very aware of how many mistakes I make so I'm therefore if I don't point out anyone else's no one else can point yeah. out mine but mm, it doesn't work like that <laughs> okay Tamara come on tell us where you stand well I don't set out to be that person but I am that person sadly I just can't help myself it's something about my genetic makeup blame my parents it just yes I mean Coming back to my very sort of quick engagement and wedding. See, I knew that I was right. Yeah. I'm always right, so... Were there some real doomsday people saying, this is going to be the biggest mistake of your life? Lots. Then... <laughs> yeah, there were lots. There and were you lots must have now really enjoy it. Five years married. <laughs> kind of, it's kind of just like really... I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm always right. So <laughs> what can I tell you? <laughs> yeah. Um, my poor sister, she was like really heavily pregnant when we called her from Dubai on one drunken night to tell her that we were getting married. And she was like... Are you joking? <laughs> I was like, no, no, we're really serious. And she was like, okay, call me when you're sober. <laughs> Phone down. Um, That's an elated response. Very. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I can't honestly sit here hand on heart and Have say... Have you ever? Yeah, of course I No, I mean, basically, you know when it's blatantly obvious that something's a bad, bad, bad idea? Yeah. And I try to be the bigger person, but I've, again, talked about my total lack of poker face. So if, you've t- if you told me something, even if I sat here and went... Great. Great! My face would totally give away the fact that I'm not on board. Same. I don't think it's a good idea. So I think maybe I'm trying to be, a, I am at heart an I told you so person, but I'm maybe trying to not be. Oh, don't I disguise it. <laughs> I hate I told you so people because I, I just feel like you feel bad enough that something went wrong. You don't need everybody piling in going, you see? But in time, you can. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not like at that moment in time, but like a few weeks, months later, you can then be like... Yeah, do you know what? I'm with you on that one. I think you have to... At that moment, you have to be a little bit like... If somebody's basically gone out with somebody and they've had a terrible experience and you could tell from the get-go that person was a wrong one. Yes. You don't tell them the day they've actually broken up. 
Yeah, well, I told you so. I, you know. I think you can with family. Okay. <laughs> That's an exception. That's an exception. Yes. I think I, in those situations, I've said things like, well, when this happened and when they said that, I, I was a bit worried mm. for you. But I wouldn't go, aha! No, no I wouldn't be crap. like that either. Yeah. Also, yeah. I think most people know they, they'll yeah. know. They know. That's, that's my point. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But they know how you feel as well. Yeah. So they kind of think. You know. But I think, like, if we're all truthfully honest, on the inside, what we don't, we might not be saying it. Ha ha! I told you so. But we are kind of all saying it in our heads. So we're all I told you so people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. I, I don't mind the odd silent smug moment. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just don't need to sing yeah. it from the rooftops yeah. all the time. Yeah, I think maybe that's what it is. I think maybe it's the vocal ones. Yes. I, and I think that's what I mean. I think you're right. I think it's. Totally impractical to think that we're not all. We all are those a little but, judgmental. Yeah, but I think it's how you, yeah, either you communicate that or yes. vocalize it or so how you modify your yeah. sort of. <laughs> what I mean, I, I feel like there are some people who really, really make a point of before you've even volunteered the information. Oh, yeah, that's just mean. No, <laughs> no, no, yeah. it's not good to be mean. No, yeah. no, definitely. No. I am not that person because yeah. that is. Annoying, so annoying. This, the same box for me is the could you move down people on the train. A reference you will not <laughs> understand <laughs> at all tomorrow. But that's, you know, yeah. But, although I had to do that the other day and I was actually, oh, I actually James, hated myself. Never do it. But I had to get somewhere. In fact, I was going to meet you. When what it was, do you mean? It was Can the you de- move down what? So you know what a packed tube. <laughs> I do know, I do know what a packed tube is. I love that you asked. <laughs> yeah. like, like, like a rush hour packed tube. Yeah. And you're like, and you're literally in and there. I'm like, so claustrophobic, so, I can't even think of oh, it. And then face. somebody's going, Can you please move down? You're going, Where to? Where? In, into no. that person's mouth. I okay, can't yeah, get no, it. No. At this point, you've got a face in someone's armpit. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not into and, that. Yeah. No. Could you move down? Yeah. Oh, no, just, I can't yeah. cope with the job's worth. But I was at the mercy of the circle, I'm trying to get to somewhere on time, and I literally had to be, I had to get onto that one tube that comes every 12 minutes, otherwise I was going to be very late. So I had to be the Oh God, can you please move down, person? Oh, no. Which is way worse than I told you so, person. Far worse. Yes. And on that bombshell, <laughs> just when Tamara's beginning to like me, yeah. I, I'm now that, can you please move down? Oh my goodness. Don't hold it no, me tomorrow. I'm no, not. you're not I think the lesson from today is get a driver. <laughs> <laughs> better. Much better. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, Tamara, thank you so much for well, inviting us over. This has been so fun. I get to be opinionated. <laughs> Your first Yay. podcast. You yes. survived it. Amazing. Thank you. So good luck with Beefy and Friends. Thank you so much. Uh, and yes, and thank you. And enjoy the sunshine, everyone. See you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.